Uh, well, SZA said, Your dick is barely third place, insinuating stop being dramatic and problematic because your dick is barely third place. And <clears throat> I think I think I could speak for most men out there and be like, I'll take it. Because do the math, right? Let's say, you know, someone of Scissor's caliber who uh, has access, has, you know, probably slept with close to over 100 men. I don't think that's crazy to think about. Like, oh, you don't know her like that. It's like, it's like, you ever listen to her music? That's not a music, that's not music by someone who's, uh, you know, just had a couple flings. All right. But hey, I like it, you know. I'll be 9 to 5. <laughs> and uh, I'll make her anal whole weekend. All right. But no, don't uh, snooze on me yet. Get it? All right. <clears throat> uh, I'm just bringing the love galore up in here. But yeah, think about like, if you're barely third place, and let's just say 100's the number, you're top 3%, my man. So, um, and that's people's obsessions this day, being a top 1%, a 2%, 3%, you know, being top tier, you know, typically when people are talking about a top 1%, talking about financial and status and all that shit, but you know, you take what you can get, right? But yeah. Welcome to episode 219 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah. Uh, recording this at 11.13 p.m. Eastern, September 17th of 2023, you know. For the archives one day when my kids listen to this podcast and they're like, damn dad, you know, you you used to have that young spirit energy. What happened? And you're like, you fuckers killed it. (laughs) Oh, not really. I mean, kind of really, but not really. You know, they say, uh, you know, they always I get told quite often, like, you know, you have a childlike spirit to you. And then they'll use that, oh, you're a man-child as a negative term. But you know what? They like your childish and fun spirit about you, how you have jokes like a child. You laugh. You know, you you just live life like a child. I'm a responsible adult. But, you know, I'm like a... So it's like, you know, uh, I, I take care of business, but, you know, I like to enjoy the little hmms in life, you know? But they always say you got to set your environment with the people that bring out the type of person you want to be. It's funny how like, oh, if you want to be around someone fun, you know, you typically have, you know, the person that, you know, goes out to the clubs and dresses like Cardi B and Meg the Stallion. I've been told I got them yaddy, yaddy, yaddy legs when I do my nice stretch. <laughs> Oh, I'll give you that seventh inning stretch. It makes you put your hands up in the air. Um, I'll buy you some peanuts. <laughs> and uh, I'll crack your jackrabbit 
hole and change your spare tire anytime. Unless you got the boric acid. All right. Um, <laughs> I know it sounds I'm being very specific. I promise this is not personal when I say this shit. It's just my assumptions and generalizations of how I feel most men and women situations typically go. As I take a sip of my Dunkin' coffee. Um, but um, yeah, you know. If you want to be around someone fun, you got to have that fun friend that's like, it's always on site if you want to go out. If you want to be around someone that, you know, is uh, all business oriented and all, you know, down to the wire of everything they do, everything. If you need to be an organized person, you typically need to be around people that have a similar organizational structure that you seek. You know, you typically gravitate around people that you want to be like. Because people, typically your environment and people you surround yourself with will dictate how you start operating. It's just human nature, right? But for some reason, kids just drain the living shit out of you. It makes you feel old. It ages you. It doesn't make you feel more young. It does the opposite. You get less sleep. Sleep is the most important thing to longevity. You have no time to do anything you enjoy, which makes you depressed, which ages you faster, helps makes you make bad decisions, and makes you give up on, you know, life and stuff. Kids just drain you. And they don't make you feel like kids. Now, this is not a blame the kids. I am not someone that blames the youth for all of our problems in society because blaming uh, kids that don't even, you know know how to handle their homework assignments because we don't even give homework assignments anymore because I think people realize doing homework is a waste of time and you know you got to seek out what you want which is why we have the misinformation of news as just given to us because no one really needs to do the time and I think it's all correlated but um yeah you know it's the exception kids drain the limit you know no one's had kids and then they look better you know they 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 don't get younger no one gets more fit after having kids at least you know people that actually take care of the kids you know you get the ones that you know have a living where they have a chef and have a nanny like no one that actually takes care of the kids and actually does the stuff to take care of their kids do what's necessary is uh sitting around looking better than they did before kids that's just the way it is that's just the way it is and uh and by the way, that's a good thing. That means you actually give a shit. And you actually give a shit about your duty as a parent. So, yeah. Moral of all that is, is children don't make you younger. I mean, they make you die younger. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah. But, you know, maybe it's just all how you channel it. I'm pretty sure there's someone, there's some people that have eight kids and it's no different than if they would have two kids because it's just like, ah, eh. it's just, you accept the aspect of your life. And there's some people, they have one kid and, you know, they uh, try to drown it in a bathtub. <laughs> That's not something to joke about, but it's actually true because, you know, you know, it's a weird thing on YouTube. I'm surprised. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of fucked up shit happens, you know, you hear the stories about, you know, people you know, drowning their kid. You, you hear the ones about the parents that even sell their kids 
it's a trafficking thing for a couple hundred bucks and just wipe their hands off of it. You hear the stories about, you know, people leaving the kids in the car or their kids disappear, but then they pretend like they just lost their kid. You know, you hear this shit. But then on the internet, there's all these like body cam footages that officers wear of these emergency situations. It'll be like these code blue channels on YouTube or whatever, where it's basically footage of these crazy situations. Now, there was an incident where it was like in a mobile home. There was a mother that was legitimately drowning like her. It's pretty intense. I actually got, I remember the night I watched, I got a little emotional. Like, not crying, crying, but like, that shit like fucked me up for like a couple hours. Like, holy shit, like, because like, it's hard to rationalize that stuff. Like, I understand it's stressful raising. Like, I understand all that stuff. But to sit there and... Them walking in on the bathroom as she's legitimately, like, drowning her daughter in the bathtub. And when they go in there, they just grab the mom and they grab the kid. And the mom just sits there, doesn't even, like, suddenness, like, trying to defend what she's She's just, like, almost like she was, like, overdosed on some shit. Just kind of lay back and just, like, ah, fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like, Jesus, like, this shit's really intense out here. All right, enough of this intense shit. I'm just saying, it's weird the shit that actually happens out here, but sometimes you gotta see it to believe it, right? Um, but anywho, um, you know, there's this fascinating thing about ghosts, and, um, not talking about your Snapchat, because we all have been ghosted on that, and um, get a lot of fake accounts saying, you want to bust in me, you little cougar? Click on the link if you want to get free access to my cam. You know, those type of things. It's always the Alyssa's. It always starts with the A, these fake Snapchats that send you a message, and they send you all these like video shit and you're like oh jesus and then it's just nothing but some random nude but it's blocked in the certain areas and be like if you want to see more click the link it's like well like you know if it's free anyways why do i need to click a link to see something that's free you could just send me the thing that's free um (laughs) not that i go on this shit anyways allegedly i don't because i'm not wasting my money on some you know, Slovenia girls, you know, below average booty. It's like American girls have all the booty. Well, you know, and uh, certain parts outside of America. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, the Western Hemisphere is a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but no, you know, ghost is a fascinating thing. There's always speculative or speculation. That's the term. Whether ghosts are actually real. Um, and, you know, I was listening to some earlier. And it was these two guys, you know. They were kind of discussing. One dude has actually been on, like, some uh, 
ghost tours with like actual people that like do the paranormal stuff and go and like try to pick up signals and try to go to haunted places and actually like contact you know whatever and they'll be there for hours or days or whatever and try to see if it's true or not and the person he's talking to like had some thoughts about it but he's like you know you know it's all like ghosts they never come out in the daytime it's always in these secluded spaces it's always indoors and he's like, also, a point is like, maybe because we as people, it's, if we go into a place with some uh, expectations, or we have this assumption that we're going to this place to seek something, that maybe we kind of create in our mind that there's weird stuff happening when they may or may not be happening. It sounds like you're trying to be Oh, over the top speculative, but you know, when you think about it, it's like sometimes we create things that aren't really there, but because we expect it, we're like on edge about it and everything's so hypersensitive that maybe things that would go under the rug that we just be like, oh, whatever. It's like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's making a lot of noise here. And the dude that goes on these things and has an interest in it, you know, he, uh, he was like, you know, yeah, like I've been to places and, you experience weird shit on cue, like all the stuff, like you feel certain things, like things are, it's like, but I can't say I've ever like seen it, like I've never felt it, like none like in the movies where you see the ghost or you see the shit, and like right now, as I'm speaking it, now like I feel the energy in the room has kind of changed, I remember one time at my old apartment, I don't even want to mention the thing because it felt that fucking weird. There wasn't any weird noise, but sometimes when you talk about things that have the thought of weird shit to it, like you start feeling uncomfortable, even if you're a believer or non-believer. And it's basically a, I don't want to say creature, but a mythology or a, a, a possession of some sort that has a name and... <clears throat> apparently, it does things to the body while you're sleeping. Apparently, that's the legend of it. It starts with an S. The last syllable is bis. And, uh, oh, it's drier than a biscuit when you're having a hard time breathing when it's draining you dry, if you're getting what I'm saying. See, I'm not, I'm not even necessarily like a 100% believer in all this shit. But just... The thought of it has definitely, uh, just the thought of it, thinking about it is kind of, ooh, I don't know if I want to think about that, right? And, you know, just, uh, it's one of those things that you kind of want to, you know, you want to be hesitant to be so blatant. Of whether these things are true or not. When you don't have any definite proof of one way or the other. Because of like I said. Thinking about something makes it feel real even if it's not. It's like if you're dwelling on something within. It's so much worse than what actually is. Like all of it is just how our minds channel and process it. So. You know. I don't know. It's just something to think about. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, 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 wow. So.
you know, there's a beauty to being poor. Um, <laughs> poor me, poor me another drink. Damn, I miss drinking sometimes. Doing a shot before this podcast would have been really nice. But you know what? No, I got to be clean and watch my health and shit, you know, for my, you know, health, whatever the fuck that is. Um, got to watch my health, even though I don't have health insurance. Probably shouldn't say that out loud, which is probably actually more of a reason why I should watch my health since I don't have health insurance. But you know what? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Or at least that's what a theory of a dead man would say. <laughs> okay. But yeah. But you know, being poor has its benefits, you know? When you're poor, you uh you kind of adopt a way of feeling that hey, you know what? It can only get better. That that, that is the beauty of it, is I poor us poor people. Um, I don't like calling myself poor because just because you don't have money doesn't necessarily mean you're poor. I think being poor has much more to do when you feel like you're poor and there's no way of actually getting out of it or even getting in a better state where you're just flooded. Like, I, it's nothing like that. But, you know, having where you have to really kind of watch how you spend money on for the most part, you know what? You know, it's like 98% of America. I think it's like they said 60, what, what's the number? It's like more than like 73 or it's like 60 or 70 plus percent of people in America have less than $1,000 in their account, right? Or maybe even be less than that. Maybe like 600 or some shit. So, and that's not just talking about people that are like 19, 20, 25. Like, these, there's like 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds out there with literally like 500 bucks in their account. And like, if they don't work and shit, they're fucked. Like, that's the real reality of this, this shit. Now, there's people that make 100K a year that literally live paycheck to paycheck. There's people that make 30k a year, they're able to save a thousand a month because of they're either good managing money or they just limit and don't do shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I think being poor is actually free. You have none to lose. You just like, hey, I just have to better myself in all these ways that don't really matter. I just work out and I just feel good about myself because you know what? That's why I just need to focus on myself and feel good. I just want to feel good. I feel good. <laughs> I know I be my PRs. Um, <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe I will compete in a natural bodybuilding show. And as someone's watching the video, like, oh, you're not, oh, no, you, you're not lean enough, you're not this, you don't have enough muscle definition in your shoulders and your delts, it's like, you know what, see me in person. Hmm? Unlike, uh, you know, unlike these other people, I don't care about lighting. I don't care about wearing a pump cover at the gym because I'm afraid if people see me and I don't have my veins popping. Because you know what, I know once I start working out, you know what's going to happen? Bazinga!
I'm going to pop your eye out of socket and make you spinach on your girlfriend. Yeah. Earthy. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll just uh, spin age. I'll just spin an age another way. <laughs> it's all pipes, buddy. Holly. And uh, tell Holly she's feeling jolly. And uh, Hollies are always girls you to take Mollies with. Because let me tell you, I've never done anything with a Holly. But let me just say, Holly, would you turn me on? Get it? Hollywood. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of fentanyl in L.A. and Hollywood and here. So much to the point, we have signs that say, hey, watch out because your drugs may have fentanyl, may have gas, may have lead, may have like, you know, some opioid poisoning. It's like, you know, if someone's going to buy a street drug of that extent where they have an addiction to it, I don't think seeing that sign above a, you know, over a Culver's saying, hey. Fentanyl can kill you. It kills this many Americans a year. If someone's doing that stuff, they're like, you know what? I just need this public sign from, you know, this anti-mental health or this mental health drug company that like, hey, don't spend 80 bucks on this shit that you have that you're about to buy with fentanyl. Come to this recovery program. Of a homeless, how about you come to a home? Why don't you come to a recovery program where it's going to cost you $12,000 for the two month program? You could be in massive debt, but hey, you won't be on fentanyl. And you're like, yeah, but then I'm going to be so broke. I'm going to be depressed. My life's going to be shit. And then guess what's the only thing that made me feel good and what may make me be like, you know what? If this is life, I want no part of it. And they're going to go back on fentanyl because you put them in crazy amount of debt. So, think about it. Think about it before you tell people to change their lives or the government or these organizations actually. Oh, let me better your life. It's like, then you know what? The, the cost effectiveness of better my life is actually not going to better my life. Oh, but everything in life's a trade-off. It's like, yes. And I'm deciding that the trade-off of what you're offering... It's not worth it. See, I defend the fentanyl users out there. It's nothing to joke about. I actually know someone uh, pretty, you know, in the nearby family that, you know, unfortunately passed away from fentanyl. Um, but, you know, it's also unfortunate reality. It's like, you just don't know what's in this shit. You don't know what's in your drugs over the counter. You, like we, we don't know what these doctors are really like. They give us this shit, and then there's all these side effects. We don't know what's in these commercial drugs. You know, um, they always just say it's highly effective, and there may be some side effects. And consult with the doctor. It's like okay, so consult with the doctor that runs a practice that has deals and brands and connections to these. 
prescriptions that give you a discount, but every time you get the prescription, they get a percentage. Like, oh yeah, no, what could possibly be any corruption in that system? Um, <laughs> sounds like a pretty fair system. But yeah, um, my fair lady... And uh I would take my lady to a fair. But um my bank account says not so fair, friend. That was bad. And uh maybe I'll take it to Staten Island and take it to the ferry. Your fairy godmother. Um <laughs> that'd be a weird nickname to have for your lady. Come here, your fairy godmother. Be like, are you kind of into mature, mature woman? And you're like, uh, sprinkle, sprinkle, put that dust into your twinkle, little star out of your uterus. And uh, like Mario Kart, once you get the star, you go twice as fast for a few seconds. And then it's all over and you're back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity off for Rainbow Road Yoshi. Is so mad at me. <laughs> oh, Yoshi Bear. Hey, yo, she a uh, bear mode. <laughs> when she's got a, when she benches more than you. I don't know how that work. You know, if you're a guy and your girlfriend benches more than you. Like I think that's honestly like, look, man. I get it. I'm not sitting here saying that all men should be crazy strong and all, you know, all that shit. All I'm saying is like, she better be a freaking IFBB pro on all the juice in the world. Looking like, looking like a China from WWE back in the day. I think she actually died, unfortunately. Rest in peace. Uh, Not black China. She's more than well alive, collecting child support. And, by the way, to some gossiping news, this is what happens when you live with a lady. Um, you hear about breakups that you know the couple, but you could care less. So, apparently, Tiana Taylor has decided to divorce Amon Shumper after seven years because apparently there's a girl out there that's threatening to expose his cheating on his wife. Which, honestly, if you know anything about their history together, it's like you've openly talked about having other people involved in your intimate life together and normalizing all that shit, and that's fine. But then you're mad when he's like, hey, you already let me like be with like seven, 72 other women since we've been together. And then now... Because I decided to just do a one-off on my own time. You know, I'm a retired NBA player. What do you think's going to happen? Well, I don't know if he's retired, but he hasn't been in the league in a few years. So he's had a lot more time in his hands. Um, <laughs> can you blame the guy? And, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, hey. That's why you got to be careful about once you involve other things in your life. Other people. You you can't all of a sudden draw the line of what's wrong. 
Because, like, think about it. If I was a judge, and I'm sitting here listening to your divorce and all this shit, and there's a well-documented what you have allowed in your relationship and all that shit, I'd be like, all right, like, I'm not saying this is right, but what are we really doing here then? Well, like, all right, fine, file for divorce, but why the fuck do we all need to be here? It's not like you didn't, this isn't some big shock. You already opened the door for that. Well, you know, it's all about communication. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, communi- I, I guess he just, you know, he decided to be quiet once or twice. All right. Is it wrong for a man to just be quiet about the ladies he's intimate with? Jesus, let the man do what a man does. And lie. Actually, he didn't even lie. He just didn't say anything. I'm not a defender. But, you know, he wasn't a 3 and D player for no reason. Three ladies and a D in there. Lady stuff. Well, his jumper certainly wasn't wet, but I guess uh, it's fair to say uh, there, there was a lot of wet, wet off the court. Um, <laughs> uh, the wetter, the better. The better, wetter. But yeah, I have nothing against anything. I'm just throwing it out there. It's just a lot of interesting self-inflicted problems out here in the world and you know uh it's it's like why are we so fascinated with people's divorces like there there was a thing where oh speaking of wolverine hugh jackman got divorced right look at me sound like a woman's channel or sound like jason lee hollywood's unlock and then they got divorced and they're like oh they were hollywood's last real couple and They've been together for supposedly 26 years, together the whole time, through when he was just a dude doing off-Broadway plays or doing whatever plays and whatever, Australia, then he became Wolverine, became this big actor, and I guess, you know, it just goes to show that no matter how fit, big, strong you get, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, (laughs) but you know, um, it didn't seem like there was any ill will or anything like that, but you know, it was just like, you know, things run its course, whatever, but people are like, oh, Hollywood's real lat, even though really only one of them's like Hollywood, you know, actor wise, she was just, you know, he met her before that and. You know, she was just, I guess, a regular person in society they loved. It's weird to put it like that. But you know what I mean when we talk about this stuff. And um, it just kind of seems like one of those things where we kind of... Oh, they were Hollywood's last, like, real couple. Like, genuine couple. And it's like... Well, uh, let's just say Hugh's about the Jack and a few women's. Every time I do a big pause, this cat turns like, you fucking asswipe. But I think he's like, you know what? I've been taking all this juice. I've been eating 8,000 calories a day of all this shit. Maybe she just got tired of the meal prepping, you know? That, that's more than enough. Like, honey, I'm doing another Wolverine. You got to prep 7,000 calories a day for me. She's like, you know what? 
you can pay someone to do this. And he's like, and eh, we're on a budget. She's like, you made 18 million off the last one. You were in it for 13 minutes. He's like, yeah, but it was an intense 13 minutes. I had to do nine months of prep. She's like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't be with Wolverine anymore. But she, him, she, she about to get some Wolverine checks. Um, <laughs> he needs to treat her like Rogue <laughs> and go Rogue. Um, <laughs> Hugh Jackman's about. I, I give it too much. Hugh Jackman is gonna be out here with some twenty-four-year-old Zek Republican. You know, Miss Zek Republican. Is Zek Republic? Yeah, the Zek Republic. You know, we'll just say New Zealand. I know that's a real thing. Um, he's going to be out with some New Zealand 24-year-old model. And which actually brings the next thing. Speaking of apparently Chris Evans, you know, kind of the same thing. Here I am talking about more gossip. Chris Evans finally, you know, he has secretly gotten married to his lovely woman. And... The big deal people are making. Of course, all these girls like really think that girls are actually like dropping, like stopping in the middle of a store, making little videos like, I just found out Chris Evans. I just found out Chris Evans is getting married. And my heart broke. It's like, you really think you even had a semblance of a chance? Like, let's be real fucking honest here. Um. Like, you know, that that's like where the real unhealthy attachment is, is people like get mad when someone they like gets married that's a celebrity. Like that shit's always kind of weird to me. It's like, oh my God, the world's over. And then like if they get divorced, like, ooh, someone's on the market again. <laughs> it's like, yep, he's on the market and you can't afford it. Um, <laughs> You shop at Publix. He shops at... um. Whatever is a fancy, unnecessary, expensive grocery store. Sprouts. Um, <laughs> oh. But, you know, uh, it's just... But what people make a big deal, right? It's the age gap thing. And it's not even that bad of an age gap, considering. Because I think once you reach a certain age... Like, you could still say it's kind of weird, but it's not as weird if the youngest person in this situation is already in their mid-20s. It's only kind of weird when it's, like, a 20-year-old with, like, a 38-year-old or some shit. But, like, he's 42, she's 26. Like, like you know, it's not the most unweird thing. It's not the most normal thing, I should say. But, you know, it's old enough where it's like, hey, you know what? You can still kind of look, but she's definitely old enough to like, know like, hey, it's Captain America. She's not being manipulated. Like, I mean, we don't know. At least we don't know that. And that's the weird thing with this stuff is like, there's people, it's, you know, I honestly like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think very weirdly against age gap when it comes to like 19 year olds. With like 40 year old dudes and stuff like that. Specifically. But like when it's like 24, 25, 26. I think at that point it's like you know what. It still looks the type of way. To an extent. But 
I don't feel like the younger person is being taken advantage of in most cases. Like, they're old enough to, like, they should have enough real-life experience to understand, like, when it's getting really weird or when it's, like, there's an immaturity on the other side that they seek a younger girl for very specific reasons to be manipulated. Like, it don't really seem like that's the case. It doesn't seem like he's someone that just, like, has to be with like a 22 year old like Leonardo DiCaprio now that's a whole different other thing he stops he's like you're 23 you're 24 get the fuck out of here um (laughs) that's where it's like okay that's a little bit more different he didn't marry any of those girls he's like you hit the he's like hey she's 26 you know one day she's gonna be 40 and I'm still gonna be with her Like, at least that's the intent when you get married, right? So, you know. But, you know, all these people, like, I I think, honestly, a lot, everyone, especially women, when it comes to this stuff, they always complain about these things when it's because it's not beneficial to them when in reality, it's like... It's like if you were if you were 25 and Chris Evans wanted to be with you, are you going to be like, you know, I would, but I just don't really like the age gap between us. You know what? You're probably not going to give a fuck. Let's be honest about it. You're probably not going to give too much of a fuck about it. I think people, I think when it comes to stuff in general, really, a lot of people complain about things when it's just, it's not beneficial to them. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens in this world. There's a lot of predatorial shit where the real age gap shit is weird. Like someone being groomed at 17. Like the, uh, who was it? Um, shit, who was the artist? It was an R&B artist. I think it's Marquise Houston. Yeah, Marquise Houston. Where like, he met the girl at like 15, but didn't date her till she was like 17-ish, 18, and I think he was already like late 20s, 30s when they started dating, he kept it, and then they got married, but kind of kept, they kind of kept it secretive, it's like, that one's a little bit more like, oh, okay, yeah, that one's a little bit more, uh, right, there's a lot of ones where it's like, oh, you're, Technically, we're not together, but you meet them at a young age and you just kind of wait till they turn 18 or 19, give it a year for grace period. And then you're like, hey, like, hey, we can, uh, you know, we could talk now. Like that is like, that's different, right? Let's just assume he probably met this girl like when she was 24, probably a couple years ago. Now they're married. They probably got engaged, married. It's like, you know what? It's like, let it be. I'm tired of people like, you know, it's it's one thing to be in someone else's business. So, but when it's public, you can't really get mad about being people's business. But a lot of these, all of a sudden these women care about age gap. When if they would have benefited and been an 18 year old being with a 40 year old dude. They would be like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, people are just allowed to have their preferences, you know? I'm like, she's a grown adult. She can do it. Like, all that shit. When it's beneficial. 
But when they lose someone to someone of younger, even though she's 26 and not like 21 or something. But if it was reverse and a guy that was like Chris Evans was available and wanted to marry them, they more likely would take the offer. No, I guarantee you to tell you that. They would take the offer if it was Chris Evans or someone of Chris Evans' caliber and status. Let's just be honest about it. And that's fine. That's the way it is. But Jesus, shut the fuck up. This isn't a Woody Allen situation. You know, fucking his then-wife's step daughter weird shit and cutting and he actually is like kind of with someone who he's technically related to but they're not blood related and then you know are like you know the real Hollywood weird shit and if you want to get deep deep into it it's definitely not coincidence it's definitely there's a reason there, there's definitely reasons why Hollywood actors like Chris Evans or Leonardo DiCaprio or you going back to um, Roman Polanski or Woody Allen. Well, Roman Polanski is actually a pure predator. Let's just call that what it is. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like a lot of these actors, like if they're famous and they start dating, like they typically go on the younger, younger end. It's like, because when you live in that, if you grow up in that protected world, you enter that industry at a young age, it's like, if, what people complain about the industry is that, oh, once a woman turned 30, their looks go away and all this shit, and like, oh, they're not, they stop getting cast, like, okay, so they're going to constantly be around newer, younger women that are casted into these things, and that's who they're going to be around, and typically who you're around, a lot of people meet who they meet in a workplace, or what their work provides for them to go travel and functions and stuff. They're going to be around people that are very young and ambitious and all that shit, right? You're not meeting many 35-year-old actors that are just breaking into the business. That are typically of the female liking, if we're going to be honest about it. It just doesn't happen that much. And I think she's a model. I could be wrong, but I believe she's a model. But it just like... The reason why, you know, this is kind of a theory, which I think is a pretty common feeling. It's not even a theory. Is that I just think that it's just like, hey, like, you're in this protected bubble. You're kind of in your own world. You're kind of like, this is the type of woman that are in your world. It's typically going to be women in their mid-20s that are pursuing that type of field or have similar interests type of thing. And so, like, and, you know, there's going to be gold diggers of all the, but more likely, if you meet someone of your age that's not in the industry, then you have to worry about someone being with you because of your money, because they look at you as a star, not as someone who's, like, within and understands the within of what you do. And this damn cat is going for the egg flakes again. You son of a Bobby. Um, but yeah, I know where I'm going with that point. I didn't really explain it well, but I think you kind of get it. I'm definitely not rationalizing weird age gap shit. I'm not rationalizing a 20 year old being with a 35 year old. I've said 
on the record, I think all, a lot of that weird age gap shit is weird. I do think when the person hits like 25, 26, there's enough development where there's not as much naivety that can be um, taken a blame if you have truly, you know, lived a relatively normal life. By that age, you've experienced some things. You've probably been with in relationships. You've probably been with enough people. And... If you're not, if that person who you're with at the time is not like abusive or whatever, or taking advantage of you and is genuine, it's like, you know what? We got to let people make those judgments. And uh, so, yeah. Which actually brings another thing, speaking of. There's this YouTube, I forgot what, it's like a smaller one, but randomly because I was watching a lot of weird stuff about, you know, predators and stuff. Hearing their interviews and hear them talk about very heinous things that they do and rationalizing. And there was, you know, once you click on one, all this algorithm. And then there was this video about this guy who is like, it was from a few years ago, so I don't know if he's still actively really doing it. But it's about trying to bring context to quote unquote sex offenders law and like how someone who gets someone who two people could commit completely different levels of a sex crime. Like all sex crimes should be punished, but like for example, like there's one instance where like a 20 year old girl sexted with a 17 year old and then had sex with them and she has to be a lifetime sex offender all that stuff and you know what hey that's the law they should be offended blah 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 and there's the extreme incident where it's like a 43 year old dude molests a nine-year-old and like 12 different children and but they get pretty much the same punishment where they're a lifetime sex offender. Um, in most cases, a lot of sex offenders, to unless it's like the extreme of highest degrees, and even then, sometimes they get a slap on the wrist. Most of them just get like probation for five years, and they have to be a lifetime, you know, be on a registry for a lifetime. But it's like there's these very crazy leveling degrees, and it's got to try and like. I understand what he's trying to do, but like the optics of what he's saying, traveling to these courthouses and trying to bring awareness that like sex offenders should be given the benefit of doubt in some cases that not all sex offenders are created equal. It's like, okay, yes, there are different sex crimes where like someone that just turned 18, five days after they turned 18, does something with a 17 year old that's almost 18. And it's like, it's like, it's so close, but the law is there for a reason, right? Should that person go life in prison if it was consensual? No, but, you know, there's varying degrees of like, hey, like, even if it's a technicality and it's kind of absurd to the, it's like, you know what, these laws are made to protect children and protect minors and all that good stuff even though really 
they're really not protecting children because there's a lot of inside jobs of what's going on with trafficking. Um, <laughs> and uh, but this guy was trying to, you know, do a good deed and trying to show like why, you know, two people that, you know, there's there's levels of degrees of this stuff. And I get it, it's like it's like murder. It's like any type of crime you commit. There's like tax fraud and there's tax evasion. There's leveling degrees of that. It's like someone who held a couple thousand dollars from the IRS. You know, you're going to be punished. You're going to be like sued and stuff. But it's a lot different than someone who ran a full, you know, Bernie Madoff situation. Embezzling people of millions and close to billions of dollars or whatever it was. Hundreds of millions, we'll just say. Like, that's a lot different. There's leveling degrees of what fits the crime. But they're both crimes, right? And when it's something as sensitive as minors or underage stuff, it's like, it sounds extreme, but it's like, if you let one person go, then it's like, you can always rationalize the next case. And that's why it's like, more than ever... I know it contradicts what's up, but like you really just need to stay away from if you're old enough, even if you're barely old enough, you need to just stay away from anything or anyone that you may even deem questionable of being legal of age, right? Like I, I remember this is a true story. I'm dead ass serious. I think when I was like twenty one, maybe, I matched with the girl on Tinder. And I'm, you know, we met at a Target, you know, this sounds kind of a creepy place to meet someone, but you know, it's like, Hey, we'll go there, get an icy slushy, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was one of the most boring things, not because of anything she did. It's just like, I didn't know what to do with this. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's meet at Target. And so, um, and I legitimately like, I got there and I'm like, she told me she was like, she told me she was 20. And there was nothing for me to believe she was lying or not. But like, I asked, and I'm like, yeah, look, I don't mean to be weird, but just to feel more comfortable, I would like to like see your ID. And people get really offended by that shit. Like, especially women, because I understand like, oh, you don't trust me. And it makes it like this whole like trust thing is like, yeah, look, my livelihood is very dependent here. So I'm going to make sure, even at that young, even when I was 20, I, like, I was very self, like, I'm not, that's why, like, I, my preference is I always date a girl my age, within a year or two of most younger than me, or my age, or relatively, like, you know, relatively, like, I've always dated girls that are essentially around my age, within a couple years, you know. And because one, there's a maturity thing and there's just a life experience necessary. And, but, you know, it's also just because you don't want to have to think about that shit, right? And I, I, I like, look, um, I know like we're not doing anything or doing anything inappropriate or anything, but. Honestly, just to feel more comfortable, I would rather see. I and she kind of like gave me like, 
wait, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty serious. I just need to feel all right. And to me, it's a simple thing. Like, just show me it. All right, cool. And then we just go about normal. Like, if someone asked me for my ID, they met me. I'm a complete stranger. I would just be like, all right. I wouldn't take it no personal way. Like, and that's the thing. Like, us guys, most guys, I say, that actually care about that shit. We look at just like, yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's a simple thing. It takes 10 seconds. Show me. Whatever. But, like, it, it seems like when logic is brought into place with these things, it becomes this... Oh, you have trust issues. It's like, yeah, I have trust issues of being a lifetime sex offender. How about that? Like, I, I imagine like I meet a girl, think she's 21 or whatever, and then now I'm on the lifetime registry because I walk around with her at Target or some shit, like, because I didn't know. It's like, no, like, I'm not putting myself in that situation. It's just like, you know, I, I, I think... Like, I think you should just offer if there's any feeling of questioning about it. And it should not make you feel any type of way. Like, if you ask for a pregnancy test, I don't understand, like, why that's such a big deal. It's like, it's just to confirm. It's just to bring peace of mind to the guy. Especially when you see all these things that happen out here. But yeah, that's just the way it is. I feel like that's going to be the podcast, though. That's just the way it is. But yeah, um, but yeah, you know, ooh, just popped a big old balloon there. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm gonna wrap this podcast up here. You know, I gotta go do some stuff today. But you know what? I wanted to get an episode in. I wanted to feel good. Feel like I did some shit that's actually important to my future today. So you know what? Glad to help. But yeah, um. Moral of today's pod is just date someone 10 years older than you and you don't have to worry about the shit. All right. Let people be themselves. And I forgot the rest of the podcast and what I talked about for the most part. So you know what? As they say. Oh, yeah. And remember, guys. If you're Barely the third place for SZA. I think you're doing pretty good. Because I think she uh, she she has some options out there. But yeah. Just uh, don't slime her out. Well, you know, hopefully a little slime comes out. Nickelodeon style. Alright guys. I'll put a blip in your radar. <laughs> Alright guys. And then. Like a Nick and Knight. Impregnate nine different women in two years like Nick Cannon. All right, Clint. Um, can I get that Viacom contract, though? Because I'll wild it out anytime. I just dissed you. All right, guys. That was episode 219 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to suck some titties. And boy, am I getting some. But yeah, have a great day and night. Outro music. Oh, oh, oh.
Ain't nobody love you like I love you. You're a good girl, and that's what makes me trust you. Just show your ID when I match with you on Tinder. You will know the difference when you, I feel comfortable and not anxiety.